Howdy, folks. I want to welcome you to another episode of Life Around the Fire. My name is David Utari, and I'll be your host today. We are a podcast that is devoted to spiritual growth. And when I'm talking about spiritual growth, what I'm referring to is growth in our relationship with God and in our relationships with one another. What I'd like to do in this episode today is continue on with this whole aspect of God purifying our hearts, and in the process of our hearts being purified, we have the opportunity of seeing him more clearly. Jesus put it this way. He said, blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. And I stated that God being one purifying our hearts, allow us to see him, is an absolutely correct way of looking at it. For me to try to purify my own heart is an impossibility. I, often by myself, do not have the capability of making myself pure. It would be easier for a tiger to change its stripes into spots than for me to try to purify myself. I can do things to try to improve the way I appear or the way I go about doing things, but in all reality, for me to purify my heart is an impossibility, and uniquely enough, That's the type of relationship that God has called us into. It's a relationship that's impossible for us to live without him. Having a relationship with God is so much different than just being a religious person. There are people all around the world who are religious but have no relationship with God. It takes relationship with God for us to have an opportunity for our hearts to be made pure. Now, before I go any further with that, it's very important for me in this particular podcast series, actually all throughout this whole entire podcast to be completely upfront and real with you. The reason being is we live in a world that 
has a lot of performance that's going on, and there are good things about us being entertained, and I am all for it. I love me some entertainment. However, I'm also a person who's hungry to have some things presented to me that aren't just entertainment. They're actually things that I can consider and apply and look at, and I don't have to view them as something that's just on-the-surface entertainment. And part of that involves a person becoming vulnerable and open. If we're presenting things, it's important for us as leaders to be open and vulnerable about things that are going on in our life, as opposed to us presenting ourselves as being people who have arrived at some level of spirituality that really, 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 we haven't arrived there yet. We present an ideal, but it's not real. And so, backing up before I go forward, it's important for me to let you know that this particular moment in time, I'm experiencing probably one of the more challenging moments that I have experienced in the past year or so, and that involves just the whole setting in my life pertaining to it being a challenge just to maintain a positive mental attitude. You know how it can be sometimes where things in life just don't go our way. And like anyone, I am inclined to be a person who can really, really, really get settled in on being comfortable. <laughs> I mean, I don't think there's anyone who really wants to volunteer to be uncomfortable. However, in life, obviously, there are points of things being uncomfortable and at times extremely uncomfortable. I consider things around the world where there are tension and there are troubles that people are experiencing that go far beyond the scope of life that I'm experiencing right now. And so it's important for us to be able to communicate to each other when things aren't going well, because oftentimes when things aren't going well, I can feel and I know I'm not alone, but I can feel alone. I can feel like I'm the only one who's experiencing something that is negative because I feel isolated. That seems to be the nature of the beast. When things become complicated and troublesome, isolation or the feeling of being isolated seems to accompany that. And I believe that that is actually a tactic that is set up and put in motion by the powers of darkness. And it's intended to create within us a mindset and a heart of unbelief so that we begin to take matters into our own hands and look at other alternatives versus having our trust 
in the relationship that we have with God that literally has been provided for us supernaturally by virtue of the Holy Spirit of God drawing us to Jesus and him bringing to us newness of life by imparting to us his life and taking from us the curse, the brokenness, the degradation, the element of the nature of sin from us so that we can be free to move forward and overcome those things that have been so much a part of our life that they were what we considered to be natural. And so those elements are being purged from us and it's taken relationship with God. It's taking relationship with God to purge those things from us. And there are times in the process of us being purged that issues that we thought maybe have been resolved haven't been fully taken care of. And those issues within us are those things that previously we had just had within our own lifestyles a way of going about doing things that felt natural. It felt natural for me for a period of years to be someone who just drank to get drunk, who smoked dope to get high, who took pills to feel the effect of what the pills would provide. That was my bend in life, and I considered that to be normal. In fact, I felt bad for people that weren't doing that. I'm like, boy, you don't know what you're missing. Until, right? Until the consequences of that began to develop more and more and more, and the way that it produced problems became so overwhelming that fortunately, I broke. With the help of God, I fell on the rock. I fell on Jesus. And by falling on him, he took that brokenness and has now transformed that into a new creation. Only God can accomplish that. And interesting enough, it happens through us being purified. But to be very open with you right now, I feel very low. My energy is low. The last thing I wanted to do was to put together a podcast because the only thing I really wanted to do was to find a place where I could just be by myself and feel sorry for myself because my body hurts my head hurts. I feel as though I can't sleep at night times. I'm dealing with a little bit of insomnia. And that all together is an issue that creates a feeling inside where I feel isolated. I feel alone and I feel as though is unfair that I'm going through this and that it shouldn't be this way. Now, I have to say this, that there is a purpose behind us going through things 
And that purpose is the refining of our life. And the only way that it can be refined is by going through these things. However, the misconception that can come into play is us being isolated and then resorting to other things other than God because we can't feel him. Right now, if you were to ask me, David, do you feel the presence of God? I would say absolutely not. Not even close. But you know what I find interesting? That when I was in high school and in college, when the teacher would have us take a test, that was when the teacher got quiet. What we had been presented previously was going to be put to the test. And so the correlation between high school and college and taking a test and going through things in life in our walk with God, when he gets quiet, oftentimes it's an indication that we are going through a time to test what it is that we have learned and to see if we have just gained information or if it's actually filtered into our life and we are applying it. And the only way to find out is when there's pressure or when there is a quiet teacher and we have to rely upon what's inside of us to draw that out to see whether or not we know it or not. And to know something is actually, we haven't learned how to, excuse me, to know something means that we have learned how to apply it. A person hasn't actually learned something completely learned something until it has been applied into a person's life. I haven't learned anything until it reaches my feet. It has to go from my head to my heart to my feet. That migration. I have to be able to walk it out and walk it out in such a way that it becomes, that it becomes natural. And so when Jesus said, blessed are the pure in heart for they will see God, Built into that statement is the understanding that there's going to be, at times, a refining process that's going on, and it's not going to be comfortable. And things are going to be put to the test. In fact, the scriptures say, for us not to think that it's strange when we experience fiery trials in the testing of our faith, because it's meant to produce character, and that, that character produces this whole aspect of us becoming more and more like Jesus. When he addressed Satan after 40 days in the wilderness without food, Jesus was not only hungry, Jesus was at the point of starvation and he had no natural way to get out of the desert. He was completely dependent upon God because 
if he were to try to go back to Jerusalem, he wouldn't make it too far. He was that exhausted. He was that hungry. He was starving. And for some of us listening right now, you know exactly what it means to be in that place of deep hunger and starvation and just exhaustion from it because the culture and the setting that you're in right now is so oppressive that at times you don't even have enough food to eat. Jesus understands that. And he literally was confronted at that point in time with Satan coming to him and placing questions to him that were very complicated questions. Questions and statements that really taxed his mind and forced him to really think when all really he could think about was how he was going to be able to get from the desert, from the wilderness to civilization. And it was going to require God intervening in his life. Isn't that true in all of our lives at certain points in time? There are things that happen to us that literally require God intervening in order for there to be a solution to the situation. And on top of that, we're presented with the accusations or the questions or the pressure from demonic powers around us, whether it is through people or whether it's through spirits themselves. We find ourselves in a difficult place and the feelings that we feel are not feelings of righteousness, joy, and peace. They are feelings of fatigue, exhaustion, depression, anger, things that just are contrary to what we would like to have going on. And yet, it's in those times that some of the more significant things in life are established and solidified, and it seems as though it's going to last forever, but it's not. That's the good news right there. And that's news that we as leaders need to present to the people around us, and that's news for us as people to follow because it's important for us to understand that the difficulties that we're experiencing don't last forever. Regardless of whether or not you are a leader, but if you are a person who's in a place of leadership, it's even more important that this understanding is really fully grasped because People are depending upon how you and I go through troubled times so that they know 
that when it happens to them, that it's not the end, it's just part of the process. That there's a bigger picture and that problems are not the totality and they're not the end of all things. The Apostle Paul said, in everything, give thanks. And there's a key there. In everything, not for everything, but in everything. In everything, give thanks. Give thanks when you don't even feel like giving thanks. There's something that transpires when we say to God, thank you, God, for your love, even when we can't feel it, because it reinforces the reality to us so that when the trouble does lift, is resolved, that love is more deeply established within us and we get to enjoy the experience of that love in a fresh way, much like a person feeling good after they have felt ill for a long time. I've said it many times. The only good thing about illness is when you're not sick anymore and you feel good. You really feel good. The same thing with problems. The benefit of experiencing a problem and then going through it and having a thankful heart is that at the end of it, that thankfulness will remain and it will actually increase. And the experience of it will be fresh and new, just like a person not feeling sick anymore. You actually appreciate your health even more. So, I hope that little bit of encouragement and of just being open and vulnerable about where things are personally within my own life will benefit you. It will translate into something that is beneficial. And what I'd like to do right now is I'd like to take a moment and pray and give thanks to God for the process of purifying our hearts. Father, I lift up my voice to you right now and I ask that in hearing my cry that you would release your spirit to strengthen us in the midst of the difficulties that we experience so that we don't faint and lose heart and fall into the snare of unbelief. God, help us see that there are things to be thankful for. Help us see that there is an end to the problems that we face. Help us see through eyes of wisdom and revelation so that we would know you better, but also be able to navigate through these things without stumbling and faltering in how we go about living. Lord, we honor you and present our 
lives to you and for those that are in a place of following your leadership and following our leadership as we follow you, that there would be a cohesion that would take place and that demonstration of your kingdom would manifest on the face of the earth as it is in heaven. It's our deep desire. It's our prayer. And we stand in the place right now in the name and the power of that name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen, amen. All right, folks, I love you. If you have any thoughts, questions, concerns, please feel free to drop us a line at lifearoundthefire at gmail.com. Life Around the Fire is all one word, all lowercase, lifearoundthefire at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. In the meantime, God bless you. Adios, amigos.